0: The Committee on Natural Resources will come to order. Without objection, the chair is authorized to declare recess of the committee at any time. Good morning, everyone. I want to welcome Secretary Holland, members, and our guests, and the audience to today's hearing. Under Committee Rule 4F, any oral opening statements at hearings are limited to the chairman and the ranking minority member. I therefore ask unanimous consent that all of the members' opening statements be made part of the hearing record if they are submitted in accordance with Committee Rule 3O without objection so ordered. I now recognize myself for a five-minute opening statement. Again, I want to extend my thanks to Secretary Holland for being here today. Uh, Welcome back to the committee. It's been a while. Uh, It's great to see a full house of the committee has uh, returned to its in-person proceedings in regular order this Congress. We're here to discuss President Biden's budget for the upcoming year and how the Department of the Interior plans to use the funds that it's requesting from Congress. I have significant concerns about these proposals, starting with the fact that the Biden administration has yet to provide transparency on the staggering amount of money it has already allocated to federal agencies via the Inflation Reduction Act and the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. While this administration seems content to just throw money at a problem and call it a day, we know oversight is essential to ensure each taxpayer dollar is spent responsibly. Take the Great American Outdoors Act as an example. Congress advanced funding to decrease the $17 billion maintenance backlog in our national parks and public lands, yet in three years since then-President Trump signed this legislation into law, DOI's backlog has ballooned by more than $14 billion to uh, to roughly $31 billion. Somehow, DOI has managed to spend billions of taxpayer dollars to make a problem significantly more or significantly worse. It's high time we get to the bottom of these discrepancies and find some answers instead of pouring more and more money into a black hole. Unfortunately, lack of oversight was the status quo last Congress, as the committee refused to hold oversight hearings on a number of important topics, including DOI's growing deferred maintenance issues. The Biden administration's performance was not much better. In fact, we received no response to nearly 80% of oversight requests sent in the 117th Congress. Secretary Holland, I sincerely hope that you can answer our questions today. Uh, No federal agency should be cloaked in mystery, particularly when it comes to spending Americans' hard-earned dollars. I would be remiss if I didn't also address the Biden administration's ongoing war on the American economy, which dramatically impacts both industries and communities across the country. From day one, DOI has shut down pipelines, delayed federally mandated onshore and offshore leases, repealed common sense, ESA and NEPA streamlining regulations, shuttered mining projects, and much, much more. Secretary Holland, here in the United States, we access our resources more cleanly, safely, and responsibly than anywhere else in the world. I hope to hear from you on what this administration's plan is moving forward to provide American workers with certainty, reduce permitting roadblocks, and help us build right here at home. Unfortunately, to date, the Biden administration's policies have focused on increasing on increasing our dependence on foreign adversaries such as Russia, China, and Iran for the natural resources we can and should be producing domestically. In addition to strengthening our adversaries, failing Democrat policies are shutting down our economy, killing jobs, and hurting American families across the nation. I know that I and my Republican colleagues have many other questions on things like the still undefined 30 by 30 initiative, plans to address Western drought and catastrophic wildfires, and how DOI plans to effectively manage access to uh, to the vast federal estate that we have in this country. It's been almost two years since we had a chance to discuss these issues in person with you, Madam Secretary, so I thank you again for appearing before the committee. And I look forward to a robust discussion with you today. I yield back my time, and I now recognize Ranking Member Grijalva for a five-minute opening statement.
1: Thank you uh, very, very much, Mr. Chairman. And uh, uh, before I go any further into a statement, I, I want to acknowledge you and... and, and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and the colleagues on this committee, and and on your side of the aisle in particular, their concerns about the Chinese government potentially benefiting from the policy decisions uh, we make here in the United States. One of the decisions I'm especially concerned about is the impending land transfer of the sacred oak flat area from Arizona's Tonto National Forest to the Resolution Copper Mine owned by foreign mining conglomerates Rio Tinto and BHP. Not only does Rio Tinto have a nasty record of human rights violations, which many of the, my Republican colleagues in this very room have repeatedly decried, but we also know that Rio Tinto's majority shareholder is the Chinese government. Given the many concerns shared by both sides of the aisle on this issue, I want to reiterate my April 4th request for a markup on Sable Flat from Foreign Mining Act, and I ask uh, unanimous consent to enter that request into the record. With that, thank you, Mr. Chairman. With that, I'd like to turn my attention and offer my heartfelt welcome back to you, Secretary Holland. Uh, No matter the context, your presence in this room has always brought a sense of assurance and purpose, and we thank you for that. Uh, I can't help but think back to when you were on this side of the dais. Your historic election would make you one of the first two Native American women to ever serve in the United States Congress. That was a beacon of hope in one of our democracy's darkest times. Your calm, principled leadership as the committee's vice chair proved invaluable as we fought back against one of the most corrupt, regressive, and extremist administrations in U.S. history. So it's no surprise when the time came for President Biden to nominate someone who could steer the Interior Department back on course, he chose you. Uh, But to say the least, cleaning up the previous administration's mess has been an unenviable task. The Interior Department you inherited had been purposely and systematically gutted, demoralized, and diminished. After all, hollowing out federal agencies is a critical component of the magna Republican uh, signature playbook. To alleviate any doubt in that assertion, look no further than the GOP's recent budget proposal. Assuming you can tease it out from the chaos and confusion Republicans are creating with their own needless debt ceiling hostage crisis, As Speaker McCartney announced earlier this week, my Republican colleagues stand ready uh, to pass a budget that would make devastating deep cuts to federal agencies and programs that Americans rely on every single day. These cuts would deliver irreparable blows across the government, damaging our economic potential, national security, and quality of life. At Interior specifically, these reckless cuts put Americans directly in harm's way. As Secretary Holland detailed in a letter to the Appropriations Committee, the Republicans' extreme budget proposal would undermine the agency's ability to fight wildfires, disrupt their efforts to address drought and secure water resources in the West, and reduce support for tribal nations, create create visitor safety issues at our national parks, and in an especially interesting turn of events, Curtail American energy development by gutting the very federal permitting offices that my colleagues consistently complain about as being too slow. In doing so, the MAGNA agenda can can achieve its ultimate goal, hobbling the Interior Department to the point of dysfunction and then scapegoating that dysfunction as an excuse to give big oil and other polluting industries more loopholes, more handouts, and less accountability, putting the fox squarely in the henhouse. As we go forward with today's hearing and listen to what I'm sure will be plentiful and at times perhaps theatrical critiques of the President Biden's proposed budget, it's important that we keep this in mind. Needless to say, the budget and the policy Secretary Holland has presented today are a direct affront to the backward, pro-polluter agenda Republicans are trying to rammed through. Much to the GOP's chagrin, President's budget requests instead a comprehensive, forward-thinking proposal. It's a plan that empowers interior with the resources it needs to operate at full capacity. And it builds on the momentum Secretary Holland has already gained in tackling climate change, elevating tribal consultation, and building the clean energy future we all need and must have. Madam Secretary, I want to thank you for being here today, but even more than that, I want to thank you for your tireless commitment to public service, for having the courage to take the helm of the interior when you, of taking the helmet interior when you did, and for having the vision to rebuild the department in a way that, that reckons with the tr- the troubles of our past, meets the needs of our present, and prepares for the challenges of the future. With that, Mr. Chairman, I yield back. Thank you.
0: I will now in- introduce our witness, and with us today is Secretary of the Interior Deb Holland, no stranger uh, to our committee. And also sitting with her at the dais is Deputy Secretary of the Interior Tommy Boudreau and the Director of Office of Budget, Ms. Denise Flanagan, and Secretary Holland. Uh, even though you remember the committee, I will remind you that uh, under committee rules, you must limit your oral statements to five minutes. But your entire statement will appear, appear in the hearing record. Uh, and again, to, to begin your testimony, please press the on button on the microphone. We still use the the light system, Uh, when you begin, the light will turn green. At the end of five minutes, the light will turn red, and I'll ask you to please complete your statement. Uh, I'll also allow Secretary Holland to testify before member questioning, Um, and I'll recognize you for five minutes.